you've joined us this morning, you're our guest, you're so welcome. Will you join us way, way, it feels like, into a series called Becoming, Becoming More Like Jesus. It's, we've been discussing and delving into various spiritual formation, spiritual practices which help us to become more like him. And uh, we've three weeks to go, and then we're going to change gears and do something completely different. But, uh, but on this week, what I wanted us to focus our time on is a little bit of what we've just done, which is rest. And I want us to explore the principle and the commandment, the fourth commandment, which is Sabbath, which is Sabbath. I wonder what you think of when you hear of the word Sabbath. If you grew up in the church, you might have these kind of things of like, you know, can't watch TV, can't do anything fun, go to church, Six times in the day, you're at this, you're at that. No work, no playing, no smiling, no laughing. Miserable. Or perhaps you haven't grown up in the church. <laughs> and you're like, that Sunday is really annoying. I wish the shops were open all day long. But yet you realize there's a need in each and every one of our lives for rest and time out. It is not only a biblical principle, but it is a biblical commandment. The word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means to stop, or it means to cease completely. And really, the principle behind this is a one-day or 24-hour commitment or time out during the week that we relax, that we stop what we're doing from our regular working life throughout the week. Um, many years ago, I was, I think, 19 years of age, I took a gap year. We called it a, a year out in those days, but somehow later on it was renamed as a gap year. I finished my A-levels. Before I went on to do university, I had the joy and the privilege of doing a little bit of traveling, a bit of work, and a bit of voluntary work during that year. And part of it, I spent eight weeks in Israel and went and lived uh, on a kibbutz. Many of you will have heard of that and might know what that is, and some of you may never have heard of that. Simply, it's a community of people living together for the sake of the people on the community. And there's lots of work that kind of takes place. And so me and my friend Simon, we left uh, our families in England, and we went across to Israel between February and April, and uh, we spent some time there, just living there. And of course, in, in a really, really Jewish community, I had experienced or was experienced Sabbath or Shabbat, as they would call it, in a really different way to what I was used to in church. I'd only been a believer myself for about two years, and probably only in about the last year was really beginning to take it seriously. And so there I was in Israel reading my Bible going, Flip, I am in this place. Like I was a few miles up the road from Jericho, and up the road a little bit further north was Gilgal. And I'm reading these places, I'm thinking, Flip, I'm right here where it all happened. It was just an incredible experience. But every single Friday evening, work stopped. And we all ate together in, in like a, a little bit like the canteen, which we transform into a cafe, which you're all welcome to join us for coffee and, and buns and cake. Oh, we've got special cake, which we'll tell you about later. So we got a cake yesterday. I'll tell you about it now. So... 
So yesterday was the five-year anniversary of Parkrun here in Carrickfergus. So several of us do it, and several of us have given away tea and coffee afterwards. And they were celebrating five years, and sadly, and they baked this thing, or they got this incredible cake to celebrate it, and then they had to cancel the Parkrun because of the icy pass. And so I went along there, ready to run, but I kind of knew it was cancelled, but I went off to do another one of the park runs a bit further away. And the lady, Vivian, who's an incredible lady, she said, could your church do with a big cake? And I was like, yes, I think we could. <laughs> Thanks very much. So after today, tea and coffee, you'll be served a fifth anniversary cake, which is actually fantastic because on Friday at rest, Malcolm and Mullane were celebrating five years of running rest on a Friday. So it was meant to be, huh? It's all in the notes, as you can tell. I need to put in my code to get back my words. Anyway, Friday evening would come. They'd bring out the tablecloth. They'd serve the really nice food. And from Friday evening through to Saturday, that was it. Everyone just stopped. And it was like, whoa. Now, to me, this is when the legalistic Christian kicked in. I was beginning to freak out going, this isn't right. This should be a Sunday. I, I'm like, you know, you guys, who, you're doing it like this, but we do it like that. And, uh, and I was a little bit hung up and a little bit naive, I guess, as a young Christian. But it didn't necessarily matter the day. What mattered was that we took rest. Now, my job in the kibbutz was uh, to work in a date plantation. You know palm trees, you go on holiday or whatever, and you see these big tall palm trees and the nice leaves coming out the top. Most of those are date trees. And my job was to be lifted by um, a cherry picker, they're called, or other big machines, and they'd put you into the trees and we'd cut the branches and do all kinds of things and get cuts all over our hands. It was a health and safety nightmare. There's no way in this day and age, volunteers are going and doing that job. But it was nonetheless absolutely fantastic. And there was a particular part of the time when we were there, it was pollination time, pollination season. And you had basically had to pollinate the pods so that dates would grow. And it was just a real short window that it could be done in. And so there's massive pressure on our team to get it all done in the time available. So the person who was in charge decided that we'd start working seven-day weeks. And I was beginning to freak out, again, as a legalistic Christian that I was in those days. I can't do that. That's just disobeying God and da 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 And I just went to the guy and said, I need a day off. I'm really sorry. And I'm going to take a day off. And they were fine. And I felt slightly guilty when they all went and worked their seven days. But the interesting thing was this. The people on the rest of the team began to comment that I was more productive than the rest of them when I was on. And they actually made these comments, he does more than we do in six days than we do in seven days. And it's just like, duh, of course, of course. Because Sabbath rest, to have rest is so important that we have for the production and the rest of our work. We pick up the story, um, uh, at the very beginning, chapter 1 in Eden, Genesis, God created man and woman in his image. And then what? He gives them the garden and tells them, go work. Go be part of the garden. Go and work it. 
And very much a part of our lives is work. It's labor. It's to go and be productive. But it's important that we come at our work from a place of rest. Genesis 2, 2 and 3 says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. God finishes creating Adam and Eve on the sixth day and said, it is good. And on the seventh day, he rests. The seventh day, it's mankind's first day on earth. And you would think, wouldn't you, on mankind's first day, it's off to work we go. But no, on mankind's first day, seventh day of creation, man, woman rests with God. And it's important that we understand that we rest first and we come at our work from a place of rest. We pick it up later. Um, in the Ten Commandments, I've already mentioned that. It's the fourth commandment. And God instructs his people how to live and gives us two versions of the commandments. First of all, in Exodus 20, and then later in Deuteronomy 5. And they're slightly different. I'm going to read them uh, to us. The first one from Exodus 20 says this. <coughs> Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Exodus grounds Sabbath in creation. We imitate God's example in creation. We work our six days and rest on the seventh because God did it. God declares it holy. And we're reminded that we are God's children cared for by him. Deuteronomy's translation is similar but different. If you read and hear it, I wonder if you can pick up the difference. Deuteronomy 5 says this, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. As the Lord your God has commanded you, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any other animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you did. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. I wondered if you were able to kind of pick up the differences. <coughs> in the first passage, it is referring to creation. In the second passage, it is referring to the redemption from slavery not so long ago after this was written not so long ago after God has rescued and delivered the people of Israel from the oppression 
of the Egyptians, where all they would have done is work seven days a week, all the time. That was their life. That was their very existence. Work, 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 work. And in this passage, he says, remember that you were slaves. And, but the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. You've had no rest before. God removed the yoke of slavery, so don't put it back on yourselves. Take the time. Take the gift of Sabbath. Practice the gift of Sabbath. Practice, understand that we have our own human limits, that we are not God, and that we need to rest. Briefly, we pick up the Sabbath in the New Testament. Jesus had many confrontations with the religious people of the day. And some of the interactions that he had with the religious people of the day were over the practice on the Sabbath. So you might remember the stories when Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. You might remember the, the time when they were walking through the fields and they were picking the corn and eating it on the Sabbath day. And in those moments, the Gospels, Jesus affirms the Sabbath day but he also highlights how the religious people had made it a religious experience. They'd made it about rules and regulations, and probably not watching TV would be part of that in modern-day translation. The Sabbath is for us. It's for us to enjoy. It's for us to rest and to recuperate. God's goodness to your physical and mental health is a part of Sabbath. God gave Sabbath to you so that we might rest from our toil, that we might rest from our labor. Sabbath is a gift. Sabbath is about light and goodness and enjoyment and celebration and feasting and fun and happiness and relationships and all the good things that God has given us on this good earth that he has formed for us. You need to rest and play and enjoy how God has made you and where he has placed you. Um, some of you did listen to the, uh, the teachings during the week. And uh, if, like me, I, I managed to tune in on Thursday night and uh, Cassie Adams was speaking. And the standout thing for me was when she was talking about the joy of the Lord being our strength. And that to me is a standout verse I'm sure it is to many of us in our wearisome life in the, the things that we're doing we're striving, we're working we're being obedient to what God's called us to but we need to somehow make joy a priority in our lives that we do the very things that bring us joy that we deliberately spend time delighting in him and delighting in the very things that he's given us the joy of the Lord should be your strength. However, it's not just about physical and uh, mental kind of well-being through the Sabbath. It's also spiritual as well. And Sabbath wouldn't be the Sabbath if it wasn't for taking some time out and being before the Lord. It's one thing to stop and to rest and to stop, but it's another thing to receive from him in that time as well. He made it holy. And therefore, 
part of a Sabbath is about receiving from him, deliberately taking time out. It's more than just a holiday of just kind of lying on the sun lounger or whatever it is that you like to do on holiday. It's about deliberately, intentionally practicing something that we've talked about these last few weeks that gives God permission for us to receive his goodness from him. Back to my uh, kibbutz story. So there I was on Sabbath day, Shabbat, practicing. I'm there on the Saturday, and I would take myself off. I was a new believer. I was 19 years of age, and I'd take myself off with my, it wasn't a Sony Walkman, but it was the equivalent. It was probably the cheaper. It was like a Matsui, if you remember that. I think that was like Curry's version, right? But it was a cassette recorder nonetheless, and if you're unsure what that is, ask your mums and dads. But uh, I would go to a, you know, a, a quiet place. Uh, where we were actually was in the, um, the Jordan Valley, and sometimes we'd actually get terrorist alerts, literally from across the River Jordan. And uh, so because of that, we had this massive like, like steel fence that surrounded the whole of our kibbutz. And uh, everyone on site that was uh, national had done their national service training. And uh, anyway, you didn't need to know that, but you did need to know this because I'd go to the perimeter fence because it, it was the most lonely or isolated s- place of solitude for me to go. And I'd listen to my, my Matt Redman worship album or Soul Survivor or whatever it was and just listen and just be in God's presence. I was just practicing. That was our practice that I was doing on Sabbath day. And there was also a Dutch fella whose name I can't remember, but he was the only other Christian believer on the kibbutz as well as myself. And uh, we kind of found each other and we kind of realized, you know, kind of had that kind of glow about him and we kind of found each other. And, uh, and so uh, I want to call him Colin, but Colin doesn't sound like a Dutch name, does it? Whatever his name was. And um, we would often just meet up and just chat and share the Lord together. It was called fellowship. We would just... Uh, hook up and just chat and sometimes read the scriptures and we'll pray together. Now the interesting thing was this, is this Dutch fella was definitely not vineyard. Like he just didn't do what we do. But nonetheless, it didn't matter because he was a follower of Jesus. And I loved being together, the two of us, and just sharing what we had in common. I love uh, our life groups that have just started this week. I loved our group on uh, Wednesday night there, just gathering together. Each and every group that I've been a part of, either as part of a team or leading it on my own or together as Shank, I just love gathering together. I look around the room, I'm like going, goodness me, we're a real eclectic mix of people, aren't we? You know, you're into this, you're into that. The only thing we've got in common is Jesus. And that's enough. That's enough to gather. So on Sabbath, it's important that we spend time devoted to the Lord. For many of us, the the most natural day is Sunday, right? And for many of you, you'll not be working today. This is not a day of work. For me, this is my only day of work. I I have six days to rest. I labor one and, and, and rest the six, you know. It's just wonderful. 
it's on this time that we gather as a community, as a people, and we share in that that we have in common. I want to read the following words. In Sabbath, we remember we are not machines. We remember we are not our work. We remember that we are not production. We are children of God. Remember, you are not God, and we embrace his limits on our life as blessings. Resting is me saying, I am not God. I need to rest, and therefore I need to trust. We resist control and anxiety, and over time their power in our lives are broken by resting. Anger is over time worn away because we are letting go of outcomes, control, and needing to get our way and learning to live from the place of peace. When you rest, you are saying, I am not indispensable. Living out Sabbath is actually a test, a test of our trust in the Lord. Sabbath says that the only one who is indispensable is God, and I am not him. So briefly, before I'm done, just four practical things that we can do. Firstly, it's important that we stop. We stop from our work, and not just that that we get paid for, but our unpaid work, the labor, the things that we do around the house the things that we work hard at and have to get done and tidied and cleaned and all that sort of stuff, we stop. Secondly, that we do take time to rest. We engage in activities that replenish us, that bring us joy, that bring us delight. And that will look very differently for different ones of us. Some enjoy this, some enjoy that. We don't need to name them. You know what it is for you that brings you joy and delight. Turn off your phone. Don't check your emails. Put your laptop or iPad away for the day. It'll still be there the following day. Be uncontactable. Don't do the shopping. Don't pay the bills. Get off Facebook, whatever it is. The things that are just going to eat up our time. Delight. Be with the people that bring you joy. Practice life-giving relationships. You know the difference. The ones that you just want to hang out with and have some fun. You know it's not going to be a strain. It's just going to be good times. Enjoy food together. Open a bottle of wine. Whatever it might be, it's just going to bring you joy. If you've children, try and find creative ways that you can involve them and engage in with them as well. That you do that together and that they see you as you lead and you practice in that way. It becomes a challenge when they get a bit older. It becomes a challenge if the age of the children is different ages because there's different interests and what have you. But try as best as you can. And then fourthly, lastly, spend time contemplating. 
be in his presence, deliberately practice. You know, this is Sabbath day for many of us Sunday. It's, we'd be in danger of get kind of going, I've been to church, I've ticked the box, I've done God for the day, now I'm just going to do all the fun stuff. Spend some time, you know, to contemplate, think, read the scriptures, go and get your cassette player out and go and listen to it, whatever it might be that you do that helps you to receive from him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Practicing Sabbath is like practicing generosity, which Chantel spoke about last week. Practicing Sabbath is like reading the scriptures. Practicing Sabbath is like every other discipline or whatever it is that we've talked about. If we practice them, we become more like Jesus because we allow him into our lives and we give him access to our hearts and we surrender the things that we are controlling that we keep close to ourselves and we don't want to let go and we don't want to let him in. But by deliberately carving out the time wholly to the Lord, it gives him access to do in us what he needs to do in us.